glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It With The King. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It's episode 357 of Kicking It With The King, Sunday, June 13th, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, no days off. We're back here on a Sunday. I know like a lot of people will take breaks, at least on the weekends. And then, like, Monday through Friday is when podcasts come out. Like, a lot of my podcast feed for a lot of the shows that I do listen to, personally, the feeds always update in the middle of the week or on Monday or so. But main thing is a lot of people take the weekends off. But nevertheless, there was just way too much fucking shit that happened yesterday. Um, the UFC 263 was absolutely bananas crazy from top to bottom so many different stories so many future matchups to discuss here on the show so nevertheless ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of kicking it with the king it's good to be here i'm excited like i said i'm, I'm pumped up um if you're a, a regular native of california and and you're experiencing this scorching weather it's set to be like in the hundreds this entire week so yeah not looking forward to that i wear a lot of dark clothing too so at work i have black pants black shirt black hat i'm black it doesn't help i'm just kidding i'm actually uh of a mixed breed i shouldn't just claim one side i mean in 2021 you can claim anything you could play i could i could claim to be a woman and people have to see me as a woman ladies and gentlemen so then nevertheless i can claim to be any race i ever want here just kidding ladies and gentlemen don't take that to heart um but yeah ladies and gentlemen like i said we are back i'm not looking forward to the weather but hey like i said that's maybe a cue for people to drink lots of water put on sunblock if you're prone to being sunburned, you want to know something? I don't think I've ever, like, legitimately been sunburned in my entire life. Because, like, throughout my life, I was under the impression that African-American people don't sunburn. Not because of the color. I just people told me that for, for many years. So I was under the impression that it was true considering the fact that myself throughout my whole entire life to this very day still have not gotten sunburned. Yeah, I walk out in the sun and I'm keen to sweating. It's only because I'm sweating out the calories that I consume. I, I sweat out and, and burn things off super fast most times. You know what I mean? So, like, 
yeah, it sucks when it's hot. I mean, yeah, I get hot when I move real fast and and, and doing stuff in, in a non-controlled environment. Yeah, it's all right. But hey, nevertheless, um, that's my word of choice today. Nevertheless, so I'm not going to keep saying that. That shit's going to get annoying real quick, real fast. But um, yeah, not looking, I've never really been a fan of the shitty weather like that. I'm, I'm a fan of the rain. I'm a fan of heavy winds, but heavy winds is also kind of dangerous if you're a driver or a passenger or just any motorized moving vehicle or any human being walking around or riding a bike or doing anything physical that has to do with being out in the open doors, especially with trees flying all over the place and branches. I mean, I've seen my fair share of branches falling on top of cars. Maybe it's like one bad day of wind causing hundreds, more so hundreds or thousand dollars in damage. Yeah, I think a lot of people will pass on days like that. But me personally, I mean, I, I really like the wind. I really like the rain. And I think everybody likes the cold. I mean, I'd rather be cold than hot any day, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, like I said, we didn't come in here to talk about the weather. We can't here to talk about the craziness that went down last night UFC 263 is a wrap very fucking amazing uh fights from top to bottom I mean oh my god it was crazy man from from the main card to on, on the prelims everything was absolutely spectacular so ladies and gentlemen we should pull up the results just so we can get a better understanding i mean obviously i know what happened i mean um leon edwards defeats saint diaz by unanimous decision but not without struggle i mean within in that last round diaz did stun him and hurt him and had him on the uh, on on the back foot he stunned him he was hurt leon was hurt and that was the one significant moment Diaz had that had the entire internet blowing up. More so excited about that last moment than the whole 24 minutes that Leon Edwards was dominating the fight. But still, that shows you, which I said to a couple people yesterday, that shows you the power of one superstar. If you're going up against that superstar, it's that superstar versus you it's not you versus them just just like when people want to fight connor when people fight connor when people attach their names in, in, in the same realm as connor that you're attached to a big money fight more people are going to be looking at connor i guarantee it i mean what he generates the amount of attention that he is able to do um you know, it it was Nate Diaz's night for sure. Even though coming off of a loss, it wasn't really like the a worse loss. I mean, he did do some um, that was enough to tell me that you know he really can go up against anybody in the world still at 36 years old and and at the stage of his career. Um, what's next? We will talk about that as well. But we can't move along without talking about. The amazing uh, story of Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno is your new UFC flyweight champion, not without struggle. When I'm and what I mean by struggle is referring to how long it took. It was not an easy journey. It, it felt like forever. That's what I said. We got to look at people's records. We got to look at their fights. We got so much here. Um, Israel Adesanya evens the score. Not really evens it because he won, essentially. But this time he won more convincingly. A lot of people um, 
some thought Vittori won the first one. I thought Israel clearly won the first fight too. And because I that's why I really was like confused about a rematch. It was a tactical, fun, close fight. Vittori got takedowns in the first fight. Now, switching to the second fight, Vittori tried multiple takedowns and you know, Israel's takedown defense held up. His his combinations were slick. I love that low leg kick that he kept throwing and you know, Israel Adesanya shows that he is uh still the best man at middleweight and a loss to the champion at light heavyweight. You Blahovich um, didn't really, you know, deter him. It, it, it was a close fight at 205 too. Izzy may have gotten taken down and smothered by Jan, but at the end of the day, it was a great performance by on the side of Jan Blahovich, and now Israel Adesanya can move forward in the middleweight division as well, and we'll talk about the, that. We'll talk about his call-out of Rob Whitaker as well. This may be like the longest introduction of the show as well, by the way, just for anybody. And then, obviously, um, Bilal Muhammad spoils the final uh, contract, a final fight on Damian Maya's contract, defeats Damian Maya by unanimous decision, very significant uh, takedown defense inside Bilal Muhammad. Haven't seen anybody stop takedowns like that. I mean, if he could stop takedowns like that, the only thing I may be worried about is the striking. Maybe him versus Usman. How do they fare with the when it comes to that? If he can stop takedowns and stuff, and, and that scrambling, and and he, and he can just you know keep the fight on the feet as Usman's fallen in love with his hands lately. We may have Bilal Muhammad on the short list of contenders to fight him. Obviously not without Leon Edwards. To carrying a shot too and that is another thing we're going to talk about too who should get the title shot between leon edwards and colby covington that's coming up to uh big one at 205 uh, we had paul craig take on jamal hill and ooh, cringy i could not watch i mean he he had his arm locked up. It looked as if it was broken. It looked as if it was just mangling around the everywhere. And, and obviously, Jamal Hill fighting back. Very tough. Uh, very, 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 very tough. He A win in his book is a moral victory for Jamal Hill just fighting back the way he did. And essentially, the referee did take his time. And a lot of people are shaming the referee. I did see a lot of posts on Twitter, a lot of tweets firing, uh, shoot shooting uh, shots at the referee and i did think it was a very uh very you know obviously tough fight but you know it's it was kind of hard because of, like the position that he was in and then essentially when they seen the arm it took him a minute but hey like i said fighter safety is you know obviously even though it took him a minute it could have been a minute too late and that could have been the end of his career essentially seeing how bad the arm was dana white says that the arm wasn't broken but inside the video and the whole entire fight i watched it like three times oh my god it was so hard to watch but jamal hill didn't even flinch like he was sitting on the canvas just like looking at it and he's like ah it is what it is kind of like that is what it is kind of vibe and you know obviously you've seen the picture of them on a post fight backstage um classy man for them as well um but, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, UFC 263 was a great one. Uh, Lauren Murphy with a big win as well over uh, Jessica Calderwood. Uh, what was it? Joanne Calderwood, excuse me. Jessica Calderwood. My bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, is Lauren Murphy next for the champion, uh, Valentina Shevchenko? We'll also talk about that as well, as well ladies and gentlemen. So, let's start off with uh, the uh, main attraction for the night featured Leon Edwards taking on the one, the only Nate motherfucking Diaz. Wow. I mean, it was 
it was a classic Nate Diaz. I mean, did you see that uh, that uh, sequence in the fight where he just completely turned? His, did he like he was just walking like casually, like walking away from him all like, casually, and he, he like turned his back and then you know he tried to you know like classic Nate Diaz. Did. It was just absolutely like you know it, it was fun. I mean, obviously it's not a Nate Diaz fight if you're not busted up the way he was. I mean, like I said, I I, I thought Leon Edwards was super quick on the feet. Uh, Super precise. I mean, he landed a lot of good uh, late kicks. And if you remember the Rafael Dos Anjos fight that um, he had, the, the the fight that Dos Anjos had with Nate Diaz, he landed a lot of those late kicks and badly hurt him. And you know, wasn't able to finish Nate, but he badly he you know, he battered him up in that fight. And um, Leon Edwards didn't really batter Nate Diaz. He was in control of that fight about you know for. The, for his first four rounds, but, you know, like I said, Diaz makes it competitive, and still, Leon Edwards was unable to finish Nate Diaz, it also shows the toughness of Diaz, shows the durability, and also the experience, but you don't want to continue being in big fights, and just be known for your toughness, it's not going to be a, a good look later on in the career, I still feel that there's a lot of really fun, winnable, uh, big fights for Nate still, at um, 170 pounds, um, if he wants to do a third fight with Connor, and the third fight with Connor could take place at 170 pounds, and oh, I don't know um, who's next for one Nate Diaz on for following the win. I mean, it was close to finishing Leon Edwards, the significant moment that he had in that fight. I mean, if he would have won, goodness gracious, that would have been insane, and that would and the fact that he stunned him on the feet. Has Edwards ever been stunned on the feet like that? Not to my most recent memory. So, like I said, Leon gets the job done. Um, who Leon should fight next? Ah, there's a, there's a big debate here. Because Colby Covington is the number one contender. Um, there seems to be bad energy centered towards that fight. I just, anybody that thinks about it. I mean, Colby, a lot of people really aren't necessarily a fan of Colby because of his antics, because of the, the way he pushes Trump and all that. But, you know, style-wise, fight-wise, it was a competitive, fun fight. But, uh, you know, if I had to pick, and if you're going to ask me who I think wins nowadays, modern day, I'd have to go with the side of Usman. I think Usman can finish him again. I mean, the fact that... Usman broke his jaw already is like convincing me like oh we don't want to see this fight again didn't Colby only had like one fight uh one fight or so since the since the Usman loss was it one fight or two fights let's see um Colby hmm Okay, so Kobe's last fight was against Tyron Woodley. Yeah, so it's only really had one fight. And he essentially almost went the distance. But, um, yeah, he's only had one fight. He fought last year. Um, but, you know, Usman is a big fight for Kobe. It's a big fight for um, Usman. It's a big fight for the fans. And, and it would generate a lot of money. It would, it, it would generate a lot, ladies and gentlemen, because of the... Um, um, what Colby brings because of the high stakes that that Usman brings, and it, it would be one of those huge fights, maybe for like International Fight Week. I don't know. It's a little too late for that. It's almost July. July is literally next month. 
July's like probably like a few weeks or so actually. July second's my birthday, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll do probably a special birthday episode if anything. Um, probably not. What, what, what's the date on? Oh, July second's a Friday. So maybe I only go out to the bar or something like that. As time goes by, we'll, we'll uh probably get some more ideas for what we want to do there. That different topic for a different day. Um, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, do check out um severely open minded episode three was a good one, was a fun one, we had a lot of fun on that, uh, um, podcast, I mean, not well, a lot of fun, it was very descriptive, and uh, it, it's fun because, I find it fun because you, uh, because of the, just the, um, everything, so we gave our thoughts on active battles with depression, how stress and anxiety can kill you, how people who struggle to find their purpose can become heavily unhappy. And we also discussed positive attributes to guide you towards success in life, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And the best way is to keep your circle small and efficient. Episode 3, Severely Open Mind, Conquering Your Inner Demons, is now available everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. And do follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, KWTKPod on Twitter and Instagram. Remember, G the King, Real G the King was, um, obviously, I'd have no access to it because I don't have my passcode or nothing like that so we had to make a backup one in the meantime well however long the meantime is real g the king underscore on twitter as well and like i said insta bio you can access all of my social media and all my content uh 100 free and also anchor.fm forward slash kwtk pod where you do get the episodes of the podcast directly and you can also uh contribute monthly to the podcast if you want to and um anything else support anything if you want to start your own podcast like i said anchor.fm uh forward slash start or just to download in the google play and the app store the google play app store excuse me and or the app store for iphone i know everybody has iphones no everyone has android so what a segue to get into shooting ads huh anchor.fm forward slash kwtk pod to listen and stream the latest episodes of our show moving along ladies and gentlemen so leon edwards or colby covington i mean we've the the thing is about that was like the, the, the all right so the thing about usman's next two potential opponents is that usman's already fought and beaten them he beat Leon Edwards early on by unanimous decision, I do believe. Yeah, let's let's check that out. Usman, yeah, he beat him by unanimous decision, um, pretty convincingly. That was early in Leon's career. Uh, I do believe that's the last loss he had as well. Wait, wait. Yeah, it was the last loss he's had, but damn, god damn, Usman hasn't lost since two thousand and thirteen. He's just on an unbelievable streak, which is fucking insane, dude. Fucking insane. Um, yeah, he beat Leon Edwards. Um, he beat Leon Edwards early as fuck in his career, too. He beat him back in 2015. That was his second official UFC fight on the Dos Anjos versus Cerrone 2 card. Um, yeah, he beat him and amassed to 7-1. and one, And... That, that was so long ago, but, you know, 
Obviously, like I said, this is a different time now. Leon Edwards has improved substantially. That was a younger version of Leon Edwards. I mean, he didn't get his jaw broken, so that gives me a little bit more clarity for me to uh, uh, want to pencil in Leon Edwards rather than seeing Colby because Colby's jaw got broke, bro. Like, is his jaw even completely healed? I mean, he fought once already against a dangerous powerhouse in Tyron Woodley. But does that mean he can fight Usman? What if Usman lands that same punch? I'm legitimately kind of nervous for Colby because of just his jaw and shit. Like, ooh, he's going to get fucked up or something. I think Usman's going to stop him in the second fight as well, too. Um, interesting to see. I'll be interested to see what happens with that one if it is next. Also, I'm really excited just for Leon Edwards. So I really can't distinguish or distribute who should get the title shot next. I mean, Leon Edwards is on an incredible streak. Is it nine fights in a row now? Only lost, last loss was to Usman. Colby's only won one fight since being back. But it's all about what's going to generate the most money, right? Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman does not do more than Leon, or excuse me, Le, uh, Leon versus Kamaru Usman Ratings-wise, does not do as well as Colby versus Usman. And ratings-wise, I have to say that Colby blows Leon Edwards out of the water. And money-wise, for the UFC, for anyone involved, for, for views, for, for clout, for oh, bragging rights or so, I no pun intended, um, Colby versus Usman is a better sell. And it's a better fight. And it's the next fight that I think Usman should take. I mean, relatively being, even though Colby's jaw got broken, style-wise, he did provide a lot of problems for Usman in that fight. He did. He really did. He, he provided a lot of problems. I was a back and forth. We never really hit, seen Usman get hit as much like that, whether it was he allowed him to or he didn't try to incorporate takedowns. It, it doesn't matter. We have to see a rematch. It was a fun fight. Obviously, Colby did go down. He still wanted to continue fighting. Um, that wasn't that long ago, so it's not like he had a good amount of time that we haven't seen him. But I don't know, man. Usman 2.0, I think Usman 2.0 scares any scares me. Uh, it scares. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. I'm so like freaking distraught right now. I think Usman 2.0 is a scary fighter for anybody at 170 pounds. So, I mean, whether or not they go... I, I most likely, all signs point to Usman versus Covington, too. And they're going to take more pride in, in coming and probably putting it on Colby a lot more worse than the second one. I mean, I don't think Usman's going to allow himself to really make it as competitive. I mean, he's going to try to finish it, but I don't think he's going to want it to be that competitive. I mean, Colby was a mirror image of Usman during that fight, and they were just kind of throwing it back and forth, back and forth. It was a fun, uh, great fight, uh, Aaron fight of the night, and it was a, obviously a big rivalry too. So um, I think that does big numbers. I think it generates lots of views. I think it generates lots of attention. Um, and, you know, with the craziness and the way that this uh, sport sporting world is going i mean we're going back to full capacity crowds did you see the crowd on saturday night absolutely fucking amazing it felt like corona just doesn't even exist anymore and that goes for lots of other sporting events and, and basketball games and everything slowly but surely opening up and by the time we're on the next episode of the podcast it'll be june 15th so on june 15th in california they're lifting the mask mandate no longer need to wear a mask wear not required but more so 
the stores and a lot of California goes off what their 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 the local governments and whatever the fuck you know the, the um you know like the um, the you know the government you know yeah that's why you have the governor and all that he implements a you know stay at home regulations and you know the government is in charge of laws for the state and and could write things and sign things and you know what I mean all this uh, all this fucking uh, government shit, whatever it is, uh, politics, whatever the fuck you call it, I don't know, I don't give a fuck about that, but at the end of the day, uh, people aren't going to be required to wear masks, and, uh, you know, let's go, Colby Usman, number two, sold out in Miami, let's do it, who is the king of Florida, will it be Colby, or will it be Usman, we'll get to see, now, uh, now, I mean, that would be awesome, honestly, I'd like to see, uh, I really would like to see that, um, number two, um, like I said, I haven't really seen Usman get hit that much, so it'd be kind of cool to see how this Usman 2.0 goes up against Colby nowadays. Um, I mean, every single day Colby's training, he's getting better, and I'm pretty sure that they, uh, you know, have watched it, and I just think overall this time around, I think that Usman's uh, camp, I think that obviously, was he, he wasn't with, was he, he wasn't with Trevor Whitman, was he with when he beat Colby the first time? I don't, I don't know, nor do I remember, but, you know, I, I just think that the game plan will be a lot more strategic, and um, I think Usman legitimately is one of the best in the world, so Colby can end up being one of those people that really have no say-so at 170 pounds because he lost to the champion twice, being that potential spot, and then once Colby loses, um, you can slide Leon Edwards in, but if they do go with Usman versus Colby too, which all signs seem to be pointing towards that, then what does Leon Edwards do in the meantime? I mean, now, at this point in time, and at, at where his career is, one Jorge Masvidal, I'm penciling that one in. Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal is the fight that makes sense right now because of their rivalry, because Masvidal just fought for the title against Usman and lost, and pretty devastating fashion, but, you know, all signs would point to Masvidal versus Leon Edwards because of where they're both at. I mean, Leon Edwards can't get a title fight. What's he going to do in the meantime? We've already seen him have a string of bad luck where you didn't see him fight for a little while and fights were getting canceled and, and people were getting injured and people were getting corona. We got a little taste of Leon Edwards against Bilal Muhammad. He was fucking Bilal Muhammad up, too, on the feet. That shows you how good Nate Diaz is, too, and how durable Nate Diaz is. Do you guys remember the Leon versus Bilal? Dude, before the eye poke, he was fucking him up on the feet. And Bilal Muhammad's real good, and he's had a great fight against Damian Maya. This shows you how good Leon Edwards is, but maybe it would have turned into a Leon Edwards fight and... He would have won by decision and been calculated and, and, and crisp and precise on the feet and very nasty with his kicks and great with his jujitsu. Leon Edwards is a full package, so that shows you how good Leon Edwards is and that shows you how good Nate Diaz is. So, being late, uh, Leon Edwards um, versus Masvidal is very fun. Striker's paradise. You will not have to worry about any wrestling in that fight unless they choose to incorporate it and you know obviously put it there i mean like i said masvidal does need some time off from that vicious knockout he was on um in the the wrong end of against usman um they're gonna go ahead with the title fight and uh 
You know, I don't think like say Masvidal beats Leon Edwards, that that won't warrant him a third shot at Usman. So I mean, I don't really see any potential upside for uh, Masvidal unless he doesn't plan on fighting for the title in the near future. Maybe like Masvidal, maybe Masvidal is in that position where he can fight like money fights, like maybe a rematch with with maybe a fight with Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz is aiming to come back this year, right? Dana said that, but we've heard that a lot. But, you know, it's all slowly but surely gone to, you know, you know, just turn into crickets. Crickets in the distance, but maybe seeing Nate lose is enough to see Nick back. And it's been almost five plus years since Nick Diaz has fought inside the Octagon, his last fight being against the one and the only Anderson Spider Silva. But maybe we get Nick Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. Or I, I really, really would like uh, maybe uh, maybe Leon versus Nick Diaz. No. No, I really want Literally, instead of talking about people who aren't fighting that aren't active right now, I would really like to see the Leon versus Masvidal now. It makes the most sense. I mean, the fact that Masvidal didn't win against Usman and you don't have to worry about the automatic rematch and all this other shit, you know. Masvidal's coming off a loss, and he needs a good fight to get him talked about again. Leon Edwards, Masvidal, UFC, Dana White, Hunter Campbell, Sean Shelby, whoever the fuck manages the, the those 170-pound fighters, make that fight happen. That's the fight that makes sense, and I'm excited for it. I, I hope they really do make that fight. If not, I'm going to be pretty fucking disappointed, but hey. Leon Edwards deserves a big fight. He deserves a title fight. And if he can't get a title fight, second best option's at. I don't see any other best option. Main event, five rounds either on a fight. Yeah, a fight night. You know, put it on a big fight night and maybe at the Apex or something like that. Or, or in Florida or some shit like that, maybe. <laughs> Leon Edwards is a is a serious uh, threat at 170 pounds. And I do believe that he deserves a title shot. But like I said... We can't get that right now, so we'll go with the second best thing. And going from Leon Edwards to, obviously, the man in the blue corner, the one, the only, Nate Diaz. Where does Nate Diaz go from here? I mean, Nate Diaz is the type of guy to, he could drop a, a pen on the floor and it would make news. It's just Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a bad motherfucker, for sure. I mean... He, he has, obviously, like, a lot of losses, but he's fought the best guys since the very fucking beginning. And, you know, hasn't really seemed to have lost a step. Has massive star power. He's not one of those guys that's just fighting, oh, Nate Diaz fighting three or four times a year getting beaten up. He's only fighting in big fights, in big money fights, just as he should deserve. Big money fights. Nothing more, nothing less. I thought about it yesterday. My main event was Leon versus Nate Diaz. All respects to what happened. Obviously, you know, I, that was my main event. But it's not that I wasn't enjoying the Moreno-Figueroa fight or the uh, Israel versus um, Marvin fight. I was just so invested in the Masvidal versus, or excuse me, Nate versus Leon fight that I put the other two fights before the main event. So, like, it would be like the Moreno-Figueroa fight was Colmaine and the rest of them, but Nate versus Leon was my main event. But um, where does one Nate go from here? I mean, I've always still wanted to see Nate versus Connor 3. 
And depending on what happens with Nate versus or with Poirier versus Connor, I don't know if that's enough to um, give Nate Diaz a third fight with Connor because if Connor's successful against Poirier the third time, I think they're going to give a title shot to Connor McGregor next. So he's probably going to go for the belt. We won't get the Nate fight anytime soon, but there's really no opponent that comes to my head directly right now for Nate. But um, but Nate Diaz doesn't come around a lot. He doesn't come around often. But when he does, like we were just saying, he's in a big money fight. So I don't know who's next for Nate Diaz, but I'd really like to see the Connor one. But if we don't get the Connor one, then I don't know. Maybe a few days will go by and something will come to my mind. But I can't really think of it. I don't want to see him just fighting anybody. But um, Nate's not one of those guys that comes and fights. He fought a guy on a win streak and he came back against, yeah, against a guy on a win streak. And he came back against a guy who went on to fight for the world title in the form of Jorge Masvidal. So Nate's a gamer. And obviously, I wish I could have went to that after party for goddamn sure. That would have been awesome. That would have been a fun one. But, uh, yeah, nevertheless, uh, Nate Diaz still as popular as ever and is a loss to Leon Edwards didn't look that bad, didn't give any indication to retire, it's just the guys he's fighting are the best guys in the world, and if he could just fight all the best guys in the world and, and still have as much star power as Nate Diaz, then you're doing something right, because I haven't seen anybody lose this many big fights, all respects to Nate Diaz, obviously I was born in 209 as well, very representation of that, I just get away my location by the way too. Uh, yeah, same hometown as Nate Diaz. Very exciting. Um, and, uh, you know, just as popular now. And, you know, you know, there's people that will lose a lot of big fights and they'll just be like, oh, man, he maybe he, he doesn't have it anymore. Oh, oh, he's washed up. Oh, he should retire. Oh, he shouldn't have a fight anymore. No, with Nate Ladies and gentlemen, with Nate Diaz, he still is just as popular, and nobody's talking about retirement. Yeah, oh, he got his ass kicked for 24 minutes and has one big moment, and everybody's talking about it. Yeah, those are the petty people. The petty party, they're all upset, and all you motherfucking haters out there are mad because everyone's still talking about Nate Diaz. Even with one significant moment in a fight, people won't remember Leon's performance over Nate. If anything, they'll still hate on Leon Edwards. That's how the the world of mixed martial arts, the fans, the ignorant fans, the Connor fans, everybody that acts like that is, is, is never going to remember Leon's dominant performance. They're going to remember the... 60 seconds forever that Nate had in that fight, and boom, it's on to the big next one. What other big performance can Nate do? I still think Nate can be, if Connor fights Nate Diaz a third time, I believe Nate Diaz can still win that one. A lot of people thought he won the second one, too. Clearly won the first one. He choked him out. I choked him unconscious. I pieced him up on the feet, but I still think Nate Diaz is a massive problem. I mean, Connor still, Nate's Connor's dad, essentially. Those are his son. Connor is Nate's son, ladies and gentlemen here. Yeah, we're getting a little wild here. Connor is Nate's son. I still think Nate will put it on him. So let me say, crazy scenario. Let me get out my magic wand, ladies and gentlemen, and future matchmake here. Okay, 
So say Connor beats Poirier. This is really, really massively looking forward in the future. A little too crazy to go a little too far. But hey, say Connor beats Poirier for the third time uh, for, for in their third matchup. Connor goes and fights for the title against Oliveira. Beats Oliveira. Can fight Nate motherfucking Diaz. For the third time, Nate doesn't need a win at 155 pounds to, to to get a title shot. He already has a title shot against the 150 in the 155 pound division. If it's Connor, if it's not Connor being 155 pounds, I don't. I mean, it's a matter of Nate even wanting to return to 155. He's he's made it clear multiple times that he didn't want to return to him. But I just want to see that fight, and I'm just trying to think of potential scenarios. For us to all see those fights again. But, um, you know, congratulations to Nate Diaz. You guys know my first tweet when Nate lost was congrats to Nate Diaz for winning the crowd, the, a full capacity crowd. I mean, the smoking on the stage, passing the UFC flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno, a, a, a joint. And, and Nate's own brand, is that going to be available in the stores soon? Because I need to get me some of that. Pretty awesome though. A uh, great night. I mean, no, there's no negatives. Uh, there's no negatives from that. Obviously, unfortunate. See, Nate. Uh, Nate would have been an even bigger star had he won against Leon Edwards. But the fact that he he wobbled Leon on the feet like that, and in a way nobody really has, shows you that anything can fucking happen in this crazy ass sport. And uh, ladies and gentlemen. Nate Diaz is still the motherfucking uh, uh, baddest motherfucker on the planet. I mean, that th there's even though there's Masvidal, even though they had the little belt belt thing, I I just think there's the category for bad motherfuckers, and there's not really a champion for a bad motherfucker because a lot of these motherfuckers are bad motherfuckers. So, wow, pretty overwhelming. From so from one Nate Diaz to another man who was victorious. Yeah. One Brandon Moreno, man, because goodness gracious, if you guys didn't even know the story, I mean, he, he he fought in the UFC, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, he got cut from the UFC, he went to LFA, the sister organization to the UFC, you know, if you're in an organization that still streams on UFC Fight Pass, and it's not the UFC, you pretty much have the green light to win a few good fights in a row, look damn good doing it, and boom, your ticket's all the way back to the, already back to the UFC, considering the fact that you're on UFC fight paths, ladies and gentlemen. You ever thought about that? I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. I just said it right now. Uh, let me see. So, let me see. Brandon Moreno. Let me pull up his Wikipedia, ladies and gentlemen, because I want to... I want to just go through the the craziness that he's had. And uh, let's see. UFC flyweight champion. Tijuana, Baja, California, Mexico. Who's he trained out of? Oh. Uh -uh. Intram Gym, 2006 to present. He fought Team Elevation, trained there. Bang Muay Thai, wow. Black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Only had, all, he's never been knocked out. Five losses, all decisions, two draws. Um, and then, you know, he really hasn't lost, uh, he has not lost since, uh, oh, 
technically he hasn't lost since um, 2018. That was the fight against uh, Juicy A Formiga. Wait, was it? No, wait, wait. Alexander Pantoja. Never mind. My bad. Uh, why was I thinking of Formiga? Oh, because he has a win over Formiga that was like three fights later. But, um, yeah, so his last loss loss was against Alexander Pantoja. Then he wins. Um, well, wait, he didn't get cut off the three fights. Okay, so he debuts in the UFC um, loses only, he lost on the ultimate fighter to Alexander Pantoja, and he actually lost to him professionally as well, but he lost to him twice, he gets cut after two losses in a row, after having a three-fight winning streak in the UFC, his first three fights in the UFC, he, he won, and then he lost to Sergio Pettis in the main event, and then lost to Alexander Pantoja, gets cut, goes to the LFA, Wins the title in his first fight there. Comes back to the UFC. Fights Askar Askarov. Very top contender still. Uh, you know, fun uh, fun fight potentially if they're able to run that one back. Um, split draw. Comes back. Beats Kaikara France. Beats Soucier Formiga. Stops Brandon Moivel by TKO. Three fights in a row. And has the draw. The, the back and forth fun fight. Um, with Deviantes in Figueiredo, and that was when Figueiredo was deducted for one point for the groin strike in round three, and they secured fight of the night too. So that was a great fight. He comes back, beats Deviantes in Figueiredo, and by rear naked choke, and wins a uh, wins the belt, and also secures a, a extra fifty thousand dollars. Gets cut from the UFC unceremoniously, comes back. Not only, not, do you know what's crazy? Not only did he get cut from the UFC, but he, his next fight after being cut from the UFC, he wins a fucking belt, bro. Wins a belt. Okay. He, after two losses, he's going and fighting for a title? All signs point to Brandon motherfucker Moreno, UFC flyweight champion. Awesome fucking victory. Um, who, who's at flyweight? I, I'm really bad at flyweight. Uh, all respects to Divas and Figueroa, like, like, obviously it's the, the English, not speaking English, uh, is really hard, I mean, it's promotion, it really, I mean, Brandon Moreno has a big story, and, you know, a lot of promise, and had, uh, you know, was huge on the Ultimate Fighter, I thought, in a lot of ways, he, he really stood out, I mean, a lot of these guys that come from the Ultimate Fighter shows, go, uh, on to win belts, and, you know, there's a history of Ultimate Fighter winners that become, have became the champions, so, here we go, we got the flyweight division, okay, obviously, Divas and Figueroa at number one now, Askar Askarov's number two, I didn't know that, I thought he was, I thought he was, lit, uh, down the, um, down the list, I mean, unfortunately, um, Joseph Benavides, has an opportunity to become a world champion. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. So, we've got Alexander Pantoja, who has two uh, wins over Brandon Moreno. One on the Ultimate Fighter show, and one um, actually in the UFC. So, 
We've got Askar Askarov, who he has history with. He has split draw. That would be a fun rematch. He's number two in the world. And then Alexander Pantoja. Is Alexander Pantoja coming off of a win, though? We have to check that out. Alexander Pantoja also came off the Ultimate Fighter, too. Uh, let me see. Brandon Moreno. So he has a few losses in the UFC, the ones. So Alexander Pantoja and Sergio Pettis. So really only has one loss in the UFC. The Oscar Askarov fight was a split draw. So, I mean, is let's see Pantoja's Wikipedia. He's also 31 years old. Um, Coming off a win over uh, Manuel Cape. Back in February, ain't no win. He just lost to Askar Askarov. Let's see who has a better uh, resume out of Askar Askarov. Askar Askarov is Russian? Wow. A Russian Sambo champion becoming. Imagine him being like the. He, he, he freaking. Uh, he uh, freaking was. Why was it a split draw? Like, was it that close? I was in Mexico City, Mexico, too. I mean, those Russians don't fucking play around, so that would be a fun one. I mean, he beat Alexander Pantosha already, so boom, ladies and gentlemen. Askar Askarov versus Brandon Moreno, too. Since we're all talking about rematches, how about Moreno have a rematch back-to-back, and they'll really show who the baddest motherfucker at Flyweight is, because that's crazy. So he has a win, convincingly beat Joseph Benavides, um, convincingly beat um, ask, uh, Alexander Pantoja and convincingly beat Tim Elliott and hasn't lost in his entire career either. So he's undefeated. Obviously, um, wait, what? He's deaf. He is, wait, 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 am I higher? Did I just read that wrong? Wait, what's, what's the deaf Olympics? So deaf Olympics previously called World Games for the Deaf and International Games for the Deaf are called International Olympic, uh, are an International Olympic Committee sanctioned event in which deaf athletes complete, compete at a elite level. Wait. Ass... Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. So it says, um, Askar, Askar Askarov was born deaf, and though his hearing has improved, he can only hear approximately... 20% of the sounds most people can, meaning he cannot hear instructions from his team during a fight. That's fucking insane. I did not know that. I was like, what the fuck is Death Olympics? No disrespect. I didn't know what the fuck it meant. But hey, he's undefeated, motherfucker. So it all, I mean, it's all about the fight. That's crazy. I, I just didn't know that. That's insane. But yeah, all signs point to. Askar Askarov, I mean, that'd be kind of crazy, man, have a deaf, a deaf UFC champion, that'd be really hard, though, ladies and gentlemen, so I don't know, low-key, if the UFC's gonna, I mean, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know who the fuck's gonna fight for, 
title at 125 pounds. Kind of crazy. Um, but hey, stats don't lie. And if they go with Askarov, they're going to go with Askarov. It might be a little fight night on a. Um, I mean, all I want them to see Moreno go from pay per view to a fight night. But hey, that would be a good fight night. I'm. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm fucking high as fuck right now, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, that's why it's like goodness God. My cousin gave me a hit of his um his his new his new pen. It wasn't a stizzy. It's a different brand, and I just like took like four or five hits of that. And if I wasn't in the mode, ladies and gentlemen, and I didn't have anything, if I wasn't that hyped up about UFC 263, then we'd probably have a horrible show because we'd be too stoned to talk about anything. I'm glad we don't do severely open-minded high at all either because otherwise that show would be an absolute mess. Like, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, catch that show every week as well. Exciting. Um episode uh plan for episode four so be sure to tune in for that one as well um so from one division to probably about 50 60 pounds more we have the 185 pound division we have the champion the reigning defending and still Israel Adesanya defeating Marvin Vittori in convincing fashion this time around. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't without struggle, obviously. Um, Marvin did get him down briefly, but overall, Israel Adesanya was very in, um, in killer instinct mode. He landed a lot of really nasty kicks. I mean, the stats really piled up for Israel Adesanya. Can we get, a, like, a, a graph of what the stats look like? Like, give me a second here. I want to look at this shit real quick. I think ESPN MMA has the stats that Israel did land. Oh, oh, oh. Israel Adesanya. Ain't, uh, what were the stats that landed? I've seen a... a fo- Damn it, I had, like, a... There's a fucking graph... That I seen the stats uh, didn't lie. Um, damn it, I don't know. Let's see. Um, MMA history today, maybe. Let's see. Oh, oh, well, they have the. Oh, I just looked at MMA history today. It's like, okay, so the stats. Damn, verdict MMA had it 9.82 to Israel out of, to 9.18. 10 to 9. Ooh, 10 point, 9.86, 9.13. 10, 9, 10, 9, 49, 45. Ooh. That's so bad. Marvin thought he won. Marvin's very hard-headed, honestly. But um, that's unfortunate for Marvin Vittori. He uh, comes up short again. This time for the UFC middleweight title. Um, hey, that's what happens, man. You talk a lot. You say a lot. You you do it on the biggest stage in the UFC. Uh. You know, it's going to bite you back in the ass when now, nowadays it's going to sting now that Israel Adesanya remains a champion and Marvin Vittori has nothing to go back on. The first fight was close. 
Israel came back and defied the odds. The first fight does not exist, and now Marvin Vittori must swallow defeat, unfortunately. And, um, you know, we will see what's next for him. Uh, oh, he did talk about potentially wanting to fight Paulo Costa next. Paulo Costa just pulled out of his fight due to not getting paid enough, I guess. The Seeing what the YouTubers made when Logan fought uh, Floyd Mayweather really made him not want to, you know... Um, potentially fight so he openly stated that and you know there's a little dis dis uh dispute with the ufc right now and uh we'll see what happens next but you know like i said marvin Vittori is very skilled he's really good i mean he could be the second best guy at middleweight if anything but hey marvin Vittori versus luke rockhold that would be a good one a good comeback fight for one luke luke is looking to come back um been training a lot in uh Ruka with Bisping, that's cool, that's cool to see him and uh, Bisping uh, kind of chop it up and, you know, uh, bury that beef in the hatchet that they once had at one point in time, a uh, great fight for, um, I mean, great fight for Luke Rockhold, a return fight, a guy who just fought for the title, he's coming off of a loss, you know, previously was streaking, no one really beat him up until the, up in, uh, I think Israel was his last loss, wasn't it? Wasn't Israel Marvin's last loss? Let's check it out. Sorry, my phone was a... Uh, Israel... Otter... Sonia. So... Let's see. So other than that, Israel hasn't lost, man. He beat the fuck out of Melvin Gillard. Good God. Back in 2017. He won a belt. Um, he obviously fought one more time. And then outside the UFC, then he debuted in, at, debuted in Perth, Australia. UFC 221. Then the second fight, he won Marvin Vittori by split decision. But, oh, we're going to see Marvin's fight. Marvin's only 20, 27 years old. Dude, he still has time. Oh, uh, yeah, the only... I mean, he lost to Carlos... Uh, oh, okay, so he, he lost to Carlos Jr. as well uh, before Israel. So, he um, he fought Vitor Miranda after that. Um Drawed with Omar Yakhmedov, then lost to Israel Adesanya, and then came back, beat Cesar Ferreira, Andrew Sanchez, Carl Robinson, Jack Hermanson, then Kevin Holland. So he was on a win streak, no doubt. That was his last fight that he lost, was the Israel one. And, you know, now to this, to this day, his only two losses are to the champion. So if you're Marvin Vittori, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think necessarily that you're in a rough spot. He may be in a rough spot because of his mouth. Ooh, that sounded really dirty. He, he's in a rough spot because of... The, he looked absolutely fucking ridiculous at the press conference. Not in a bad way. It was entertaining. Uh, he was very convinced he won. He's Italian. He's very, uh, very, very aggressive kind of guy. But still, to this day, trains in a... Um, a really good camp. Obviously, he's a very good fighter still. A high praise for uh, Marvin Vittori, even in defeat. Obviously, like I said, his mouth uh, gets him in trouble sometimes. And 
you know, obviously coming up very short against Israel Adesanya. Now he's going to have to eat his words and it's not really going to be much of a good feeling for him if you're Marvin Vittori. But for the best thing for him is to get back on track, to start thinking about your potential next fight, depending on how good you're feeling and stuff. I still think he can win a lot of good fights. His last only two last losses were to the champion Israel Adesanya right now. So he's in a good spot still. I like a Luke Rockhold fight. How about Luke Rockhold versus Marvin Vittori? We're going to post that shit on my account right now. Luke Rockhold versus Marvin Vittori. There we go. Posted it. Jake Paul says he will knock out Nate Diaz after he knocks out Tyron Woodley. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you. The more people talk, the more they talk that shit. Oh, my God. The more it's... It, I feel so bad for the day that Jake actually loses in boxing and gets fucked up if it's not Tyron Woodley if it's if it's not someone else oh god ladies and gentlemen there's a lot of people praying like I just pray that it he his mental health is okay I shouldn't be making fun of mental health in general but I pray his mental health ladies and gentlemen I pray that his health is is good after that Woodley fight for him to ever want to come back and fight because good god if Tyron if boxing's rigged and Tyron loses and some bullshit outlandish way i'm going to blow my head off live on the podcast good god live on air too maybe on instagram live jesus christ uh, that's very aggressive to say <laughs> maybe you should edit that last part out that was pretty fucking wild to say that shit but um by all means man like i said if tyron doesn't take his head off you're not beating Nate diaz in a boxing match jake paul and just it's just not gonna work i think nate beats the hell out of jake paul to be honest with you, on the feet, yeah, there's no kicks, there's no knees, there's nothing Jake Paul's going to do, I mean, he's a good boxer, but, you know, so is Nate, Nate, Nate's been fighting for a long time, yeah, it, he may get bloody at times, but like you were saying earlier, it's not a Nate Diaz fight if you're not bloody, so, uh, I'm not, and then completely dismiss that, I'm done talking about the Paul brothers, let's move along, ladies and gentlemen, um, what's next, we got five minutes left here on the, on the show, we do appreciate each and every one of you guys joining us here but um what do we have next here on the list we have ufc fight night coming up we have uh dan Ige returning in his first main event his first fight back as being a dad i do believe and he is taking on um the korean zombie chan sung jung always brings it every time he comes and fights let's look at that and we'll preview a couple of the main events to come next on the list and the next pay-per-view as well so the background the fight card we've got chan sung jung versus dan Ige in the main event heavyweight matchup in the main uh co-main alexi olenic returns against sergey spivak my boy welterweight tim means had him on the third episode of Kicking it with the king back in the day, formerly known as a G Meeker MMA show. Tim Means taking on Danny Roberts. 
Bantamweight, we get Marlon Chito Vera returning. He has Davy Grant. Middleweight, Wellington Terman versus Bruno Silva. Welterweight, we got Matt Brown taking on Diego Lima. I thought they already fought. Oh, Matt Brown's lost a lot of fights as of late. Lost the, recently to Carlos Condit. Miguel Beza before that. Oh, that was a bad loss, too. They beat, beat, uh, beat Ben Saunders and beat Diego Sanchez. So he's really coming off of two losses in a row. But, hey, a winnable fight against Diego Lima. Diego Lima is a, a fantastic striker. Brother of one Douglas Lima, who actually, unfortunately, just come up short in his last fight and lost his uh, welterweight belt over in the Bellator cage, unfortunately. Um, a prelim card headlined by women's strawweight, Verna Journal Jan, Ver, how do you, how the fuck do you say this? Verna Janderoba versus Kanoko Morata. Kanoko Morata. And we got featherweights, Julian Oroso versus Sung Woo Choi. Heavyweight, Josh Parzian versus Rocco Martinez. Lightweight, Joaquin Silva versus Rick Glenn. Women's flyweight, Casey O'Neill versus Laura Parchapico. Excited fight in the main event. Chan Sung Jung returning against Dan Ige. Chan Sung Jung has knockout power. So does Dan Ige. Did you see Dan Ige's last fight? His last knockout over Gavin Tucker and back in March? 22-second knockout, dude. Performance of the night bonus, too. I mean, he knocked him the fuck out. I do believe this will be his second fight back as a dad, if I'm not mistaken. He beat Edson Barbosa. He's beating Mursad Betic. I mean, he's on an absolutely... Uh, Massive tear, I mean, all respects to one Calvin Cater, is the only man to ever beat Ige in the last, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six fights. In his last seven fights, there's only been one man to beat him, and that was Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater's coming off a one-sided loss to Max Holloway, though. Goodness gracious, that was earlier this year, fight of the night. Yeah, I would have returned till the end of the year, probably in fucking December or some shit, bro. That was a one-sided beatdown. But, yeah, so Ige takes on the Korean Zombie in his first main event. He looks to secure his first main event win as a father and uh, move one step closer to fighting for that title at 145 pounds. Hence, when the winner of Brian Ortega versus, um, what's his name, Alexander Volkanovsky. You guys watch the episodes, the new episode of The Ultimate Fighter airing on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I think I have I have to watch the second episode still. I'm a little late on that, but um, fast forward from Ige versus a Korean Zombie. We have a nice heavyweight main card coming up here. Uh, UFC Fight Night uh, 190, also known as ESPN on uh, UFC on ESPN 48. Obviously, heavyweight matchup headlined by heavy surging heavyweight surreal gun will take on his first big test massive test well a, a massive step up in competition and a top contender for himself also coming off a win in his own right surreal gun takes on alexander volkov volkov's coming off the win against alistair overeem very impressive win over overeem too i believe he stopped him by tko in the main event too yeah it was an impressive win um in the second round performance of the night bonus and you know um, Volkov is coming off of two big wins in a row, um, over Al Strovering and, and the Walt Harris TKO as well. So, I mean, Volkov's no easy step. And Cyril Gann, obviously, is very, uh, very good as well. Muay Thai background, good knockout power. He's coming off a win, uh, undefeated as well. I mean, he beat Junior Dos Santos. I mean, he's won a good amount of 
fights by submission and it's a little bit mixed up so he has a little bit of a everything when it comes to wins so i mean exciting uh for him obviously if you're a fan and especially french heavyweights if you think of french heavyweights you think of our heavyweight champion of the world the former uh francis Ngannou. you know he he is absolutely amazing too so uh you know we 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 will get some french heavyweight action later on um what is that what is that fight June 26th. So it's coming up. It's coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I don't think that's... What, oh, wait, wait, hold on. I want to see the next pay-per-view, though. What's UFC 264? Uh, I just want to see. I just want to get a little quickly like excited so we can prepare and have an absolute... Ama- oh, I just had an orgasm. Orgasm, 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 orgasm. International Fight Week returns, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, Conor McGregor takes on Dustin motherfucking Poirier. UFC 264, uh, T-Mobile Arena, live on pay-per-view. The co-main, Taito Ivasa versus Greg Hardy, welterweight Gilbert Burns taking on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Then the women's bantamweight, Irene Aldana versus Yanin Kunitskaya. The return of Sean O'Malley versus Luis Smolka. Lightweight, Nico Price versus Michelle Pajera. Sean Brady versus Kevin Lee. Trevin Giles versus Dorekas Di Pelis. Omari Akhmedov versus Brad Tavares. Zalask Zumagalov versus Jerome Rivera. And who? Yao Zhang versus Alan Amadaski. Fucking stacked card, ladies and gentlemen. From top to bottom. Exciting. 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 Poirier Connor 3. I cannot wait for that fight, ladies and gentlemen. Goodness gracious. I cannot wait for that one. I am fucking excited. But, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe that is it for us today. What a show. UFC, uh... 263 absolutely fired up. I mean, Brandon Moreno winning the flyweight belt after his long, illustrious career. Not the longest, but, you know, massive struggle. Long time coming. Um, super happy from very emotional win for him. Very emotional for the fans as well, especially if you know his story and the struggles it took to get back to the UFC as well as uh, coming back and winning a title fight, man. Amazing job. Uh, Israel Adesanya looking absolutely amazing. Who should Israel Adesanya fight next? I mean, he called out Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker, too, is the fight that seems to come together. I mean, I know I had my preempt thoughts about Whitaker versus Adesanya, too. I mean, I originally had said that I didn't think it was even competitive the first time. I thought Israel wiped the floor with Rob. And the fact that he took him out the way that he did showed, I mean... Maybe Israel's just a bad matchup for him, but nevertheless, Israel wins rematches. Israel won the Vittori rematch, and now he's going to fight Rob Whitaker next, hopefully, penciled in, and I do believe he wins rematches. If not, if he doesn't knock him out, I do believe he'll he'll win in an impressive fashion, and Whitaker's really good, but if someone has your number and wins like that, and wins as calculated as, as Israel was able to do in that fight, then that may be the spelling point and, and the selling point. Israel already knocked him out. There's no need for him to fight him again if he really doesn't need to. 
Robert Whitaker is the number one contender, so we'll leave it at that. And uh, I do believe that that will be the next fight at middleweight and will be an amazing contest whenever it happens, ladies and gentlemen. So um, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod, as well as uh, RealGTheKing underscore on Twitter as well, um, KWTKPod and Instagram as well. Um, anchor.fm forward slash kwtk pod as well a lot of kwtk pod promotion here and you can also find and listen to our podcast exclusively on spotify exclusively on apple and exclusively everywhere you get your shows ladies and gentlemen it's gabriel hernandez signing off severely open-minded episode four returns this thursday live on spotify podcast as well I mean, we're not live ladies but it will be available on spotify podcast but we will be available there subscribe to our podcast two podcasts one area different podcasts same host we will be back ladies and gentlemen what a show and goodness gracious fucking pumped up and and glad to move on to the next one and we will be back sooner rather than later dj take it away baby bye folks Let's get high up.